welcome back. You're listening to episode two of Double Hop Beat, a bi-weekly podcast taking the pulse of beer in the brewing scene. I'm James, a home brewer and beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer novice, and I like the taste of beer. Thank you guys for joining us on our second episode. In case you missed our first episode, we shared how to go about picking a pint of beer, shared some home brewing updates, and shared Girl vs. Chair. So you might want to check that out if you haven't yet. In this podcast, we're going to help those looking to become more knowledgeable about beer and the process of home brewing. And we'll also be touching on news topics and sharing some hilarious encounters we'd had at breweries. This week, we'll be discussing how to decide what brewery to visit. But first, let's get a pulse of our home brew scene. James, what's been happening over there with uh, your downstairs brewery? Uh, so what I've been doing is a lot of testing at the moment, um, testing different bottle sizes, as well as different amounts of priming sugar to see where the balance can be in my flavor profile for my beer. And also, I'm looking to prepare myself for my next home brew, which is going to be the Endgame Porter, just in time for you Marvel fans out there. And what I want to really talk about right now is just what a CIP is, or clean in place. And this transfers over from my biotech uh, experience. And so what I'll be doing is essentially running really hot acid through my uni tank. And it's really going to sanitize and get rid of anything that might have been in there before. And it's really getting familiar with the equipment. And that's going to be after I do a water run. That sounds dangerous. Hot acid? Well, it's a, it's going to be a sanitizing agent, so... It, it's, it's not going to be too, too hot, so it should be okay. Okay, well, I'm going to stay far away from that. Uh, and those of you who are looking to get into home brewing, we will be doing a future episode about what you'll need to know to get started, so stay tuned for that in a, the coming weeks. Uh, so now we're going to go into a game that James has come up with where he's going to uh, say some beer slang, and I'm going to guess what they mean because I don't know. So... Um, we'll see how many I can get right or close to getting right. Um, we'll tell you what they actually mean after I've made my guesses. So James, what's the first word? So I want to preface this with at the brewery, we hear some people playing games and I, I heard a couple customers, um, playing this game amongst themselves because a couple of group of friends knew a lot about beer. Others really want to learn about beer and there was just the beer slang. So I thought some of the terms that they were talking about was pretty funny, and I found that I've done a couple of these. Um, so here we go. Let's give it a shot. Let's see how okay. Shannon does. Uh, so, all right. So what I'm do you ready. think whales whales are? Whales. Yes. Not the sea creature whales. Not I the can humpback speak whale. whales. You know I can speak whale. Oh, so. oh, can you? I can. Go ahead. Hello, Jay. <laughs> Was that your like Ellen? Like a, was that your like Ellen DeGeneres it's impression? Like a ghost. It's a ghost whale. <laughs> well, uh, a whale. Uh, hmm, let's see. I'm gonna go tap into my literary background and think about Moby Dick in high school. I'm sure everyone read Moby Dick at some point in their life. Or Spark Notes for those of us who didn't. Okay, I did not do that, and I made a pretty kick-ass whaling journal if anybody wants to go back to my junior year class it's pretty sweet still have it but i'm gonna guess that a whale much like moby dick is a rare occurrence 
and you gotta like chase it okay that's very, what i'm gonna say very good <laughs> are well, you gonna tell me if i'm right right now or at the end we'll go through it we can go through it as, okay uh, yeah make it so at least you have some excitement okay as you continue. okay um so yeah whales are rare and sought after Ooh. beers so yeah. your literary background helps yeah i told you reading is good james <laughs> yeah i guess you're right all right then what do, what do you think a beached whale would be <laughs> um a beach and i mean we're almost at summer so we might we might see a couple is it an empty whale <laughs> um can be it can be oh i don't know that uh i'm just gonna go with it's an empty bottle of beer that just left on a counter like and it can't get off because it's beached all right, well, I'll, I'll, you're, you're close. So a okay. beached whale is opening a beer the night before and realizing the next morning that it's still half full. And it's one of your rarer beers. So it's one of those where you reached for one after one too many and you probably like, shouldn't have. Why would you leave it open if it's a rare beer? Well, you open it thinking, yeah, oh, I really want it. this. I'm so excited to have this beer. And then you get halfway through you forget you have it, and uh, you mm. wake up the next morning, and there you go. Uh, disappointment and probably a waste of a 9 or $10 beer. Yeah, that sounds expensive. Okay. So am I, I'm like one and a half right now. All right. So that, that was right? the first beer slang <laughs> term. All right. Number two. Okay. Bottle bomb. It's like a thing people did in college, too, where they would like put their stupid bottle on top of your bottle, and then it was all over the place. So... It's not like a sorority thing or a fraternity thing. It's well, where you're going with that or college. Uh, so a, a bottle bomb is what I was making sure not to happen with my home brews is when you have overload your beer with too much priming sugar and it will explode so from overcarbonation. So literally a bottle bomb. So okay. it's pretty literal. That one's pretty literal. So okay. I put that in there just to, I don't know. I thought you'd get that one, but. No, okay. I don't brew Number beer. three, Chewbacca. <laughs> what is a Chewbacca? Chewbacca. Uh, well, now I'm just thinking about our friend's bunny, Chewy. <laughs> I don't know. Chewbacca. Uh, hmm. So I'll give you a hint. Is it, it is it a, a person. Hairy... It's, a, it's a person? It's a person. A person who does something. Mm, is it a bearded? Or you take this person somewhere. Oh. Um, I don't know. Is it... <laughs> I take them somewhere. Is it someone I'm a friend friends with? Yeah, exactly. It's it's gonna be um, a friend that you take like to your join best friend? you. Well, not necessarily. It's more oh. of a placeholder. So it's fr- so Chewy's a placeholder. Is that what you're saying about Chewbacca? Well, <laughs> sidekick. But in this term for beer, it's uh, where you have a rare can release or a can release where they only allow each person to have so many beers per person and they're just there along so you get your more than your quota so it's a way people can get around the beer per person quota is to bring a friend uh, to stand there in line with you and piss everybody else off because they know they aren't there for the beer as long as they don't cut oh yeah sheldon would not like that okay what's the next one i can't even do a chewbacca voice can you That was almost as bad as my whale voice. We could probably get our dog Strider to do Sometimes his. Sometimes he makes Chewbacca noises. Voice, but. Okay, fronters, number fronters. four. Fronters. Huh. 
Um, I'm going to say it's those annoying people that stand right at the bar and don't move the whole time. And you have to like try to get around them because they're being really rude. And they don't want to give up. That doesn't happen. Oh, please. Especially when you're a short person. Getting to the bar is hard, okay? If there's, like, three people deep, like, and you're trying to get through, people give you nasty looks. Like, I'm just trying to be seen. Each survey says, Ugh, darn it. So, fronters is before a party. You put all your worst beers in the front, and you block all your (laughs) most coveted ones. And That's a good idea. I kind of laughed to myself when I saw this one because I don't do this at all, and I probably should because um, I have a lot of friends who do drink good beer as well, so they, they can appreciate a good beer. So I should probably put all the um, the Bud Lights of the world uh, up front. Nothing against Bud Light, but... This is the second time we've we've <laughs> crapped on Bud Light, so... <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> okay. What's next? All right, last up, we got... Graveyard or Boneyard? Oh, I think I know this one. Okay. Pick your poison. Is it, is it where like all the empty beer bottles go? Like in their sad, lonely deaths of beer, they go into their like recycling bin and meet each other? No. No? <laughs> okay. Now I have an image of like beer bottles like coming alive, like a kid's animated movie and making friends in the recycling bin. <laughs> or you get like Michael Jackson going through the graveyard and... It's all just bottles. Yeah, no. like Thriller, but with empty beer bottles. No, actually, this is where um, craft beer lovers, they come get together and they share beers or do a beer swap. And this is what's called the graveyard or boneyard is after that event, um, there's usually a ton of empty bottles left um, from all the sharing. Um, and these are all really coveted beers, so it's not just your generic bottles laying around but it's so i was kind of right you were you you were close they just weren't craft beer bottle they should have said that in front of it not just beer bottles <laughs> yeah okay you, so you, you got half you half. Two for okay f- i guess that's a, i guess that's pretty good for someone who doesn't know a lot about it or use these terminology on regular basis so yeah i mean i'm kind of proud of myself yeah you did good cool awesome well thanks james for coming up with that um so today we're going to talk about how to pick which brewery to visit in your area. So we all know, or most of you have seen, that the craft beer scene has exploded. Um, there's a lot more breweries out there, and there's more opening every single day. So I uh, just wanted to share with everyone from the Brewers Association website um, that California is actually the state with the most breweries. Uh, they have 764 craft breweries, uh, and they produce three million two hundred and eighty five thousand five hundred and twenty five barrels of craft beer per year and surprisingly even though california has the most craft craft breweries they are only the second producing craft beer the like the amount boston's gonna be number one right no boston is actually not number one pennsylvania is actually number one with three million seven hundred and twenty four thousand and 10 gallons per year so that's a lot a lot of beer that's actually 12 gallons per adult over 21 years old in pennsylvania wow Uh, yeah now that's what i'm talking about yep but it actually even though they have the most beer production they are only sixth in the line of how many breweries they have so they just produce more beer but have less breweries and then massachusetts which is where we are currently 
Uh, we have 129 craft breweries, so that's number 17 in the nation. Um, and we only produce 584,895 barrels of craft beer a year. I feel like that's kind of low, but... I mean, it's also if they're consuming it. I don't know if that's being consumed at breweries or if that's just those statistics are based on shipping them out. Because, um, I mean, Yingling's in Pennsylvania, and they used to ship a lot to other states, or at least now they do. Um, so that could be a big input into it so who knows who knows that is very true so with so many breweries in your area how should you choose which one to go to i mean we obviously recommend at some point trying to get to all of them if possible um i think it's cool to to visit everyone if you can that'd be a like those people that go to 50 states it'd be cool to go to all the breweries in your state um so what should you look for when you're picking a brewery james do you want to give your opinion on that yeah you remember when we started going places that they actually had the book that would yep. get you'd get the little stamp saying oh i went to this brewery that brewery mm-hmm. and yeah, then it was also like a little like uh yeah it was it was almost like a stamp it was well we went to vermont so that was a vermont like brewery trail and you went to was it harpoon magic hat there was only like three or four it was like a trifecta or yeah. something like that uh, that, that long was really trail. cool long trail harpoon and Magic Hat were, like, the only ones on the list when we first started going. I mean, I think, like, my first really great experience at a brewery was at Magic Hat. And for me, that really just cascaded my love for craft beer and just going to breweries. Because you never know what you're going to find at the brewery. So we went in. We already had, I think, new people that have been there. Well, I had been there before with my family, but I wasn't 21 yet. We were up there for the summer or for a weekend during the summer we went and my only my older brother was 21 and my dad so they got to enjoy the actual beer but we did the tour and the uh gift shop and things like that so i've been there once before but not as a legal drinking adult but you still got to experience the atmosphere yeah, you got yeah to well see then the we place, went back together so that was better but i mean i think it really does speak to the testament about how skilled um these professionals are both in making a great beer that can go across all barriers that many people can enjoy but also the people at the tap room themselves because they're the they're the front of the house they're the ones that are giving that environment Mm -hmm. and then all the customers are just gonna radiate that so for us we had a great tour and then we went back to the bar, got to try some things, and the tap room um, guy there, it's been how many years now? At least, what, uh, 15 since we've been there? No. 10? It's not been 15. <laughs> it's, it's not been 10. It was because it was probably... It's a long time ago. It was it's like, like five seven years. Or, no, it was like seven or eight years okay. ago. <laughs> so that's still quite quite many years. We've only been together for 12 years, James. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Only 12. But uh, so we got talking at the bar and we were ended up being the only two customers left at this point. Um, but there was still, what, an hour and a half, two hours left before they closed. There was plenty of time. Yeah. And uh, they let me put my music on the loudspeakers. And then we got talking about my love for beer that I love brewing. Or I just started getting into brewing mm-hmm. at that point. And uh, he goes, oh, y- we have an extra tap handle. Like, it, 
wasn't long enough for our regulations to actually put on the bar. Would you want it? I'm like, hell yes, I want that. It was one of the number nine. So for those of you who know Magic Hat, it was the number nine copper tap handle that was made out of all copper, and it's got the number nine on it. And I still use that to this day on my uh, kegerator. So, that I mean, it was just a great experience. Yeah, it was really cool that they recognized your interest and offered something up that you can't buy off the shelf, um, which I think was awesome and really And playing your music. Day, so. I mean, like your own music and then having recommendations based on what your music was. I they, thought that was so cool. They also like tapped that keg that was like their banana. Oh, it was yeah. like banana something. It, it was, was like a ginger. It was like for their holiday oh, it party. Ginger? It was a ginger oh, it was, beer. Yeah, you're right. It was ginger. And um, I wasn't a big fan of ginger, but you had mentioned that you were a fan of ginger. Yeah. And so they like cracked open beer. a bottle, not even labeled, and gave you a little sample of it so that that was really cool that was cool i don't know if that would fly today regulations tend to be a little stricter since five years ago but never know it was yeah but anyways for the um picking a brewery that uh, you want to go to uh, the first thing is pick the style beer uh, that they specialize in that you enjoy so if you already know what kind of beers you enjoy um that's something you should factor in but also don't not try something new Mm-hmm. Um, so in the first episode we talked about the perfect pint that for those who haven't tried many beers to try as many different style beers as possible because you never know what you're going to like and you might surprise even yourself or your friends or your family so definitely look into what style so do they have 10 IPAs on draft and only one you know pilsner or do they have all stouts and darker beers, and maybe one IPA. So kind of see what group you're going with and base it off that is one way to go. What else would you say? What we've uh, done? I think for me, just the vibe of the brewery is probably one of the biggest things that I enjoy because I like to go and hang out with friends and have conversations. I'm not a huge club person. So for me, like the bar brewery experience is where I like to go and reconnect with friends. Um, so I'd say what type of brewery in terms of what they offer for kind of entertainment for their customers a lot of the bigger breweries or the more commercialized ones especially like here in boston like um sam adams which is great i mean i love their we started with with their beers and i love their beers. yeah yeah no they're great and i like i like the experience they provide at the end with the tasting room because they give you the little taste they pass around the pictures fill it up keep the picture near you and fill it up again um, but I think, you know, those are a little bit more structured and have specific times that you have to, you know, get in, get out. There's really no, at least last time I was there, there wasn't a lot of places just hang out and kind of relax with friends. Um, so in terms of that, I think it's a little bit not as laid back as other places. So those do. breweries might be good for those just get getting into the beer yeah. and want to learn as much as possible about the process and Mm -hmm. actually get to feel the grains to touch some hops smell hops because that was one of the great things that sam adams did um letting you even taste some of the grains so that kind of experience is really cool and to see it on that large of a scale yeah those type of breweries really give people visiting an opportunity to learn about the brewing process and have those tours that you know you can ask the questions about um, the ingredients and and what is 
the mash tun mean and things like that. So I think it's great if you're just getting into into brewing or into beers in general to go one of those to those larger breweries and get that formal tour. Um, but I personally like the little the smaller ones um, that are you know the locally owned. You've got the big cornhole, the big Jenga. They have board games you can play with your friends. Um, and and a lot of those places don't do tours um, because they have such a limited staff and just safety reasons uh the space that they're brewing and you can't really bring people walking through there um but i i'd say i really liked some of the places in our area i liked uh, when we first went to castle island uh that was really cool because they were still kind of getting off the ground and it wasn't you know a crazy tap room it was it was a little more homegrown where it was you know the barrels you're standing at and they had the pallets as tables things like that i thought that was cool and they allowed um, dogs yes they did have a lot of dogs um, unfortunately now that they have food i don't believe they have dogs but they don't that's okay we will be covering dogs and breweries in a future episode as well Ooh, so. i'm excited shadow will like that although he's he's not very interested right now he's just sleeping he's our paw producer so. in training currently <laughs> sleeping under our feet he has a, oh now he's awake <laughs> Um, so yeah, I like those a little bit more laid back, casual. Um, I also actually liked the, um, what was the brewery in New Hampshire? Henneke Brewing. Oh yes. yes. Yeah. I liked their, their taproom vibe. They also, they had a tour that they did. It was a little bit more informal, uh, but I think it was cool that it was informal like that because you were able to ask more questions and have conversations with the tour guide. Um, and then we experienced or watched a very intense game of giant Jenga. So those are the best. I think to that watch. was cool to watch. And the great thing is too that now that more and more breweries are popping up everywhere, you're gonna have the Sam Adams or Coors or Allagash and those bigger facilities, and you're still gonna have those smaller breweries, usually right down the street. Um, and everyone's pretty friendly. Uh, even the big guys, the little guys, they're all appreciate beer and the whole scene, so they're more than happy to direct you. Um, so that's another piece of advice I would give that we've had really great success at is just ask around and mm-hmm. ask the people at the brewery, oh, we're just in town for the, you know the week or the day. Uh, is there any other good breweries around that you'd recommend? And they'd gear you towards the right direction. Usually there's breweries in the same vicinity as um, the one you're at. I feel like, like we were just up in Portsmouth and there was a lot in the same area. So if you're going to go check out a brewery, I'd also recommend looking up where it's located and seeing what else is around there because you can make it, you know, to a couple of them in the same day, obviously drinking responsibly and transporting yourself responsibly. But um, if you look out, yeah, if you look to see on the map, you know, what else is in the area, you could easily, you know, take yourself to two or three. And I mean, we've done it. Yeah. I think what what was our max five we did? Uh, We had the Uber that took us and... (laughs) I think we I think we called it quits at five for the day, and I think so. that was our, pretty much our our day right there. It's just going around, and each vibe was different, as you said before. So, what would you say is the difference between a brewery and a bar for those listeners? Because you know, bars now have at least six or seven taps, usually now, if not more. So, what would you say to those listeners who say, "All right, well, you're just going to a well, bar," not I mean, bars are more, I would consider restaurants and that they have, it's, they have food, obviously. 
Um, but I think that, you know, breweries, they don't always have food. I think it's more of a place to go and relax and hang out. I know bars just have a different vibe. And I think that the breweries, it's a little bit more down to earth. And you can have that personal experience with the brew tenders or bartenders, whatever, whatever people are called at um, each individual place. And I think just the laid back atmosphere that a lot are adopting now with the games and things like that really helps set it apart from bars. And also you only get the beers that are at the brewery. So you're only sampling those different beers. You're not getting, usually you're not getting, you know, other types of beers or other options. You're just sticking to those and you can get a flight and try, you know, multiple different types from that same location. I think that's cool. I think it is interesting though, this, the whole um, society's kind of changed with the brewery versus a bar before, if you go to a bar, you were kind of see if you weren't with a group of people or you just hung out at a bar, it had a very negative connotation, and I think it still does. Breweries, on the other hand, you could say, oh, I've gone to six breweries, or oh, I hang out at the brewery today, and there isn't that negative stigma behind it. Why Do you think it's just because everyone's very accepting of the craft environment, or it's now the roller rinks, it's the movies it's the roller rinks what I, is this the 1950s <laughs> i mean i don't know where you know adults used to <laughs> hang out when they're rinks. in the 70s or 60s probably oh with kids you know th- i mean you don't hang out with kids usually at breweries no well there's some babies at times um no i think it's it's basically the stigma that comes along with with the bar um and just you know in the past what the bar used to be um, p- you know, people going there and staying from open to close is, didn't tend to have the best reputation. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that people look down on bars. I just think that it's more of a nighttime activity where, like you said, a brewery is kind of an all day. You could go hang out um, with your friends and it's not as, yeah, I guess stigmatized, like you said. Yeah, I guess. It's just something that I think about, and I think it's interesting how maybe it's just because there's hard liquor at one, and the potentiality of things going awry at a bar is a lot higher than breweries. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I think you have the same. I mean, the people that are going to consume too much can be at both, so I feel like there's just that kind of preconceived notion people have about bars and not necessarily about breweries, but I think that... It's, I mean, it's the same with every stereotype. There's always, you know, people that you look at them and say, oh, that's definitely what I think of when I think of that. But I think that for the majority, people aren't like that. So I think it's just the thought that people have along with bars. But not everyone that is at a bar acts like that and not everyone that's at a brewery acts like that. But there are people at both that, you know, can get out of a little out of hand. Um, Cause it's like if a bar is opening up down the street from your house, oh, outrage, like. Get, get the townspeople. We don't want a bar. Oh, a brewery wants to open up. Well, maybe when they first started, it was, no, do, we do not want that. Now it's, oh, we want breweries to come because it draws in people mm-hmm. and the neighborhoods and everything yeah. else. So another thing I would consider is do your research before you go. And I think you mentioned that yep. earlier, Shannon, of just go online and look up because on a day-to-day basis, they might be closed. They might have live events. They might have fundraisers going on. So it could totally ch- turn the vibe of a brewery around. 
a place that has live music when mm-hmm. on a Wednesday they might not, you're going to get two totally different vibes or crowds. Um, so that's something to pay attention to um, before you go to the brewery. Yeah, I agree. And also, you know, things like trivia nights or events, it could just be more crowded at those times. So if you're looking for a little bit more down, um, quieter environment, I would just check to see what's going on before you go. Um, but also, I would definitely recommend looking to see if there is food. I love food. And that food is, is, that is a great question. <laughs> that is great. Um, so I think it's important to look on their website, you know, find out if they do have some sort of food offering. If not, are there food trucks? Do they have food trucks outside? If so, what are the food trucks? If they don't have food or food trucks, can you bring your own food? And a lot of places that don't have either food provided or have food trucks do let you bring in your own food, which is great. Um, so I definitely recommend looking at that before you go because that can make a big impact on your day. You don't want to be starving, obviously, when you're also drinking beer. So definitely look into that before you go. And we've used a lot of apps, too, to really help us find breweries when we're traveling. So when we traveled to Texas, we looked up breweries in the area. We used um, Google Maps, which was great, which they had populated the breweries in our area that we happen to be walking through in Austin. And there's a couple other apps out there that are really great. TripAdvisor is usually good because there's the pictures involved that are more than the website offers. Yeah, and then also if you are at a local brewery um, and you happen to see it laying around, there's a Yankee Brewing magazine, um, which is really cool. It lists all the breweries in the area and also has uh, local news stories on different um, places and things like that. So that's really cool to check out. Uh, anything else you wanted to recommend, James, in terms of looking at a brewery or going to the brewery? Yeah, for those who homebrew, definitely if you're an AHA member, you can go on the Brew Guru app and it shows discounts for breweries and restaurants, pubs. Uh, you might involve a free pint, a free beer, free food, free pretzel. Um, so definitely mm-hmm. check that out. Pretzels. Awesome. Okay, well... Uh, James, do you want to wrap up today's episode with uh, a kind of funny story that happened to us just recently? We went to uh, the new night shift location on Lovejoy Wharf in Boston um, and had some kind of funny, embarrassing experience happen. Do you want to wrap up with that, James? Yeah. So this experience, I have to disclose, was my father. Um, And I was kind of in my head before we went there. Um, saying, okay, is he going to order this when we get there? And I'm sure many of you listeners out there are thinking, what in the world could he possibly order? And so let me start by saying that the night shift location is more of, this one is more of a, like a brew pub. Oh, yeah, like a brew pub. Or like a beer beer hall. Yeah. Um, So there's tables, there's food, um, so it could be a little confusing for someone who's not accustomed to going to many breweries. Um, although when he came to our brewery, he did also ask for the same thing. <laughs> so I kind of expected it. Um, so he asked the bartender uh, if he could have a martini. And at the same time, the server and myself go, Oh, don't be that guy. <laughs> and it was very comical. And my dad goes, what? What do you mean? He said he didn't know that we were at a brewery when we were sitting next to a window where inside you could see all the bright tanks and 
all of the brewing equipment and James's mother who knows next to nothing about breweries looks over and goes how did you not know we were at a brewery and he goes I don't know I saw a bar I assumed there'd be martinis so and this and this was after I had explained the whole beer process there and said oh look at you can see the mash tun oh those are the fermentation tanks and he's like oh yeah really cool and then he ordered the martini. So then I proceeded to order him the nightlight, which is the lightest beer they have, and closest to the Coors that he so desires. But at least he didn't say, okay, I'll take a Coors then, yeah. which I was which he thinking has he in has past. done in the past. <laughs> and this is just a learning event for everybody. And if you go to a brewery, they serve their beer and their beer only. That's a big difference between a bar and a brewery. Yeah. A bar can serve many different breweries. Uh, they can usually have hard alcohol. Um, and it's all regulation. So it's not that, oh, you know, Night Shift that doesn't want, isn't a friend to other breweries. There are collaborative efforts out there. It's just the licenses that happen. Well, and that's the... And it's also... How it is at every other brewery, the business. almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's You sell your beer so you can make money off of your beer. <laughs> uh, okay, thank you for that. Awesome story. Uh, so I will just end with a fun fact about the brewing process and hops. So what plant do hops come from? And that would be the hue. Sorry, I wrote it down phonetically so I could actually say it. Humulus lupulus. Lupulus? Yeah. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> That's what it says. Humulus lupulus. So I don't know. I should be like. Humulus, lupulus, swish and flick. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for joining us this week, and thank you for listening to Double Hot Beat. Uh, if you want to visit our website, which is double, I was gonna say double double hot beat. <laughs> double double hot beat coming soon to a theater near you. Yeah. Uh, www.hotbeatpodcast.com. We also have a Facebook, uh, Double Hot Beat and an Instagram account. So feel free to go uh, and check those out. And we also love to hear from you, thoughts, experiences, questions. If you have a funny brewery story, please feel free to send it in and we will read it uh, to the other listeners. Yeah, and we'll be back uh, in two weeks and we'll help you explore tips on how to get started in home brewing. I guess I should give you our email though, because I just asked you to email us, but didn't tell you our email. Yeah, please, so it please is, uh, email us. That'd be great. It's doublehotbeat at gmail.com. All right, well, this is Double Hoppy, and thank you for listening. See ya.